what is going on guys welcome back to another episode of real fans fc back with adam again we had a little bit of a hiatus because of the holidays and everything going on but we're obviously back in the heat of the winter transfer window things just kicking off getting started all kind of craziness going on but we're going to probably talk more about that next week because right now it just feels like other than small stuff a lot of the bigger things is just kind of like in the works currently so but we're going to start off with adam how you feeling I'm got a, feeling good. Got a new scenery a nice yeah new scenery new pc we call it i call it the beast i enjoyed building that that sucker over the holiday season but uh comes with uh comes with some upgrades with the scenery. <laughs> it comes with green screen effects <laughs> yeah built in cool. who needs built, to buy a it? studio just get a new yeah. computer came with your webcam <laughs> so all right we'll kick it off first we'll talk about CONCACAF champions cup obviously the draw happened what like a month ago now but with everything going on with the mls playoffs and uh, the holidays and everything, we didn't get a really chance. To, we haven't had really a chance to talk about it. So we're going to hit it up with our predictions today. We're going to only go over round one. Uh, and yeah, so Adam, how are you feeling about Miami's chances? <laughs> I don't think. Uh, well, I mean, if you're asking, if we, if we. If we went into the tournament now, we would get fucking rocked. But <laughs> after the transfer window, it might be different. You know, there's still shit going on, um, even as of today. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. They got some upgrading to do defensively. They need to sure that up. Um, but and, and then we'll talk. Yeah. But I'm glad they're they're in the second round because... You know, this is it's going to be difficult. Even some of these teams are still doing their their transfer stuff, but uh, we'll manage. Yeah, so we're, we're going to talk a little bit manage. more Miami after this. But all right, so let's start from the top on the left side. I would say it's arguably probably the easier side, the Mexican heavy side. Um, so we got Philadelphia Union versus Saprissa. Saprisa, the reigning champions in Costa Rica, they just won the Apertura, I believe. And yeah, that's a, honestly, this is a sneaky matchup. Um, obviously, I think the Costa Rican League is the third best league in the region. And look, Saprisa, they've won this tournament before within this century. So there's their sneaky team. I don't think they have what it takes right now to necessarily beat Philadelphia. But I do think they're going to get Philadelphia a run for their money, and I think going to Costa Rica is going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough matchup for Philly. But it's a long trip. I do. Yeah, yeah. From Philly, yeah, probably like six hours, maybe somewhere around there. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, from here, it's like two and a half. But that is a. I didn't even think about that. That's a long flight. That could potentially be a pretty long flight. And it took me like so. I don't even. I don't think I went direct though. But I think it was like three hours, something like that. Yeah, so I would say Philly advances, but I do think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a honestly a really really good matchup. It's probably going to be the only good matchup out outside of any MLS versus Liga MX matchups when you talk about another league. But what do you think? Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know much. I know you don't much know much about, about uh, <laughs> know you know, that's the Costa Rican league aside from <laughs> what you have uh, shared. But I mean, I, I have no reason to disagree. I mean, I would think Philadelphia is the better team. Um, you know, giving. Well, how about this? I'll shake this up to you. Do you think? I was going to say, do you think Philly? So there's a lot of question marks coming into this season, like how, how the team's going to look. Are they going to lose a lot of players and everything? Like, do you see them improving or kind of staying stagnant this year? It's a good question. I would probably lean towards stagnant. I don't really think they're gonna they're gonna get much worse, and I think that can make it tough. You know, this is probably one of those toss ups. And I'm just going to, you know what, I'm just going to say fuck it, and I'm going to go against Philly here. I think that's going to be a tough trip. Um, Upset. And you've been, and you've been, you've been talking big on that league, so I feel like I gotta, gotta, gotta pick, pick their champs. Yeah, I will say the league has uh, slowly fallen off. I don't really follow it, to be honest with you, but um, I do know that like like I said, they're they're playing pretty well. I think it's going to be interesting mass up, and really more so on the fact that I just uh, I don't know how to think of Philly coming into the season. I just feel like they've peaked, and I don't know if it's just going to recall like drastic measures to kind of change things and switch things around. Especially if they end up losing Carranza, which I haven't heard anything about him leaving, but I would imagine he's probably. I don't know if he's going to leave this winter, maybe this summer, but obviously that's going to be before the Champions Cup ends. Or after the champion cups end. So all right, cool. So you got I got Philadelphia. You have the surprise upset, <laughs> Costa Rica. All right. Let's go to Toluca and Eridan uh, Eridiano, Eridiano. And basically Toluca is twelfth in Liga MX right now. They just finished the Apertura and had a very poor season this this first half, this fall. Not very good. Eridiano had Finished third in the league. Look, I'm not going to say I know much about both teams, but if I'm going to have to pick, I'm going to pick probably the tougher league, even though Toluca is having a really shitty Apentura season. At the end of the day, I'm going to rate the league a little bit higher and have Toluca advancing. Yeah, I would agree. I don't, I, this is probably one of the... Uh, I would say this is the matchup I know the least about, definitely. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm just swinging it out here. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Some of these fucking leagues, it's like, shit, why am I even doing this podcast? Can we just end the episode? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, guys, see you next week. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, no, I would I would go with the stronger league uh, as well in a situation where I don't know. All right, then we got America versus Esteli. I don't know much about this team. I'm going to go America here. I'm not even going to pretend to analyze this. Let's be real. It's America. Like, they're going to advance. Let's go. I'm assuming yeah, you got the same thing. I mean, come on now. They're yeah. they're one of the strongest teams in the entire uh, continent. So why would you pick pick against them with a team that, I don't know, what are they, where are they from? Nicaragua? I think that's all I know about them. <laughs> yeah, they were actually, funny enough, they... They had an incredible upset over Saprissa in the Central American Cup to qualify for the tournament because I don't know if you know, for the Central American teams to qualify for this tournament, they have a Central American Cup. And the top four from that cup 
get into the actual tournament. And they were kind of a surprise team to make it to the final. They upset Saprisa. It was like a they're everybody who wasn't Saprisa fans were laughing about the the entire time about how they lost to a team from Nicaragua. <laughs> but, but yeah, so now we got Chivas, Guadalajara versus the first time we're seeing a Canadian Premier League team enter the Champions Cup, the Forge. Um, look, I, I've uh, seen based a out little bit of um, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So just outside of Toronto. I have a friend that lives in Hamilton, funny enough. So look, I've seen a little bit of the Canadian Premier League. I would say it might be a little less on par or maybe close to on par of the USL. So you're basically asking me to pick a team that's definitely a USL level, maybe a little worse to Chivas. Like, and it's, you going know, with Chivas here. Like, Chivas is advanced. Even with Chivas B team, I think they should easily qualify. Yeah, totally. Now we got, the, um, now we got now New we England got Revolution England. versus, I believe this is a Haitian team. CAI, um, even with all the things going on with Incorrect. New England, um, it's apparently I believe, I'm not even sure. Oh, Panamanian, my bad. Apologize to the Panamanian fans out there. Yeah, I'm going New England here. Um, I have no reason to pick against them. Look, New England's having kind of a upside down kind of crazy thing. Honestly, do they deserve to be in this tournament in the first place? Not really. The only reason why they did was because um, Columbus won the cup and also qualified through um, through their standing in the Supporter Shield race. So that's the only reason why New England's in here. But at the end of the day, they're just going to be even like a B team's going to advance. All right, so let's swap over to the other side. This is going to be the MLS heavy side and some of the Liga MX Giants. So now we got Houston versus St. Louis. So St. Louis had uh, just recently made a signing or in talks of a signing uh, of a of a of a midfielder that should help solidify. I believe I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I'm not even sure if the deal went through yet. Houston so far, no action, no major action, at least right now. But Houston ended the season really strong. Basically, like I said, winning the U.S. Open Cup, going on to make the Western Conference Finals. Ended up eventually losing to LAFC on the road. St. Louis getting knocked out early in the playoffs is Kansas City. Look, St. Louis had an incredible run, but I just have the vibe this year that they're going to have an Austin-type year and just completely drop. Probably not as bad as Austin. I just don't see St. Louis being a top team again this year in this league. I think they're going to probably be about a mid-table team. I think they're going to kind of balance out. I think they came into the league just so like ready and the fans and the emotion and a system that hasn't quite been seen yet in the MLS. And I think it kind of took a lot of people off guard. And I think now they're going to be kind of figured out because honestly, from top to bottom, it's not the most talented team in the world. Um, But I have Houston uh, winning this actually. I think they're a team that's progressively getting better and they're going to make moves. Yeah, and this is something that we definitely talked about um, when we were making the playoff picks for the MLS Cup. We both were in agreement that um, St. Louis, you know, congrats. They did incredible. I mean, I mean, come on now. For first year 
debut club to make it to the to win their conference and make it to the CONCACAF Champions Cup is an incredible achievement and they're going to have, you know, they have some amazing support. That's not up for debate. But we knew that you know, reality was going to hit. The thing that we weren't sure about was when. Um I thought it would come a little we we both did. That was the one that um uh we we definitely both got wrong. You um that we thought St. Louis oh, yeah, was going to get through the yeah. first round. Yeah, we thought St. Louis was going to get through the first round and then reality was going to hit. We didn't expect it to come so early with Houston being on such a hot streak and St. Louis, I think um you know, you know, they're just they're a game off of uh off of getting bounced and uh we'll see how they start the season, but um you'd have to you'd have to pick Houston here if you know you you've been following what's going on. Yeah. So basically I, I got the big signing that they actually had. This is a, honestly, it's a really good signing. So they signed Danish left back Nicholas Dreyer for undisclosed transfer fee from the Danish super league from well, how do you, I don't know if you know how to pronounce probably, you probably don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like that most popular team in Bella. uh, uh M I D T J Y L and Midgetland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mi- I mean, that's Midget- what it is. This is. Yeah. Midgetland. I, I don't know, but I, I know I the know team it's a funny obviously- name, but that's, I'm pretty sure that's, that's how we've always, that's yeah. how we've so, always, left at least back me and my coming- friends have always said it. If any Danish <laughs> people are watching, please feel free to let us know how to pronounce yeah. it if I'm wrong, but yeah, that's just, if, that's, and if you're yeah. Danish watching this show, that is wild. So shout out to you. <laughs> um, but this guy, 22 years old, he's won. He's played for Denmark in some experience. He's also played in Europa League and Champions League competition. So not a big name signing, but these are the type of signings I think you need in the MLS. Guys who have really like strong experience in Europe, playing in top competitions, who are young. And, you know, I think this is the type of thing the league needs to go for. So I also am not surprised. Uh, this is kind of St. Louis's DNA to kind of so far that we've seen that going after a lot of younger Europeans. So, yeah. yeah. And they don't, and they don't necessarily care about the name recognition. They will look to these big leagues and say, okay, so what if this guy isn't going to necessarily sell jerseys? He's from an established team in an established league and has experience. You know, it's the same thing with Roman Berkey. I mean, only real, like, actual fans know who Roman Berkey is. Like, you're not going to, like, walk to somebody on the street who just watched the World Cup and just be like, hey, do you know who Roman Berkey is? They're not going to be, they're going to be like, who the fuck is that? Or you're just a Dortmund you know? fan or a, a, yeah, yeah, or a Dortmund fan or a Bundesliga, a Bundesliga a big, fan. Yeah. Yeah. Iron fan or whatever. Um, I mean, look at Klaus. Never, I mean, know, they can make a name for themselves huge. too. I was never even huge in in the the Bundesliga. I just you know I'm just so I've just been following the sport long enough that I know. So it's not like, but that's their big signing. That was their big signing, and you know it ended up being you know very goalkeeper smart, of the year. You know, yeah, goalkeeper, goalkeeper of, of the year, year. all star, um, good DP signing. You know, we don't see teams do that um, because they you know like we've said a million times that teams like to be top heavy um, with the limited amount of money that they get to spend. But look at the Joao Klaus. I mean, that's a guy who came out of nowhere in the Brazilian league, came over here. Now he's kind of like 
for people who followed the yeah, ML, even the, though he was injured a the, lot. The Brazilian. But when he, even when he, um, even though he didn't play a lot, when he was playing, he made a name for himself. Like I knew his name, like he was scoring out of this where he's playing really well. So yeah, let's move on to the next game. We got Tigres versus Vancouver. This is a pretty good matchup. I will say Vancouver, obviously they didn't get in through MLS play. They got in through the winning the Canadian championship cup, um, which I mean, look, the Canadian teams that get in here, they usually like the Montreal Toronto. Well, I say Toronto's, Honestly, a really good squad that gets in without yeah, they just, or they just throughout the history. You know, couple years, no, yeah. Well, in his since their history, they, yeah, yeah, they get in. They're usually a good team. A lot of these Canadian teams that get in through the cup usually end up never really being super strong. Vancouver's in it again because of that. Um, look, Tigres. From what all I understand from the people who follow them and follow Liga MX, it's a team that spends a lot of money. They got a lot of talent on that team. They're doing. Um, Versus Vancouver, like I just I don't see Vancouver getting out of this. Tigres is probably is going to advance, in my opinion. Vancouver has just been kind of in that purgatory of just kind of being mid table, squeezing into playoffs, but never really being super competitive. Yeah, I um I totally agree. Um, you know they're not a terrible team, but you look at some some of these times you look at the Canadian Cup final. And it's Vancouver versus Forge. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is one of those. So you're like, shit, it's not even fucking Toronto versus Vancouver. Because sometimes it ends up like that, you know? Um, yeah, sometimes. So I think most of the time, like- I think the MLS teams come in lat, like the semifinals or like the quarter. I think the MLS teams come in the quarter fi- quarterfinals. And most of the time, they end up facing each other. And look at this year. Toronto sucked. Montreal sucked. Vancouver was probably the best out of the three. So it's like Vancouver. Yeah, I guess they're the best team in Canada, but that's not saying much. So it's like, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Let's uh, next Orlando versus the Calvary. So Orlando Calvary is from Canada. So this is another Canadian team. I don't recall seeing the Calvary in Canada. I guess so. Anyway, another Canadian Calvary team versus Calgary. Orlando. Calgary. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Calvary. The Calgary, Calgary. Calvary. Gosh, that put say that 10 times fast. Yeah, I'm going to go Orlando I mean, shit, here. The fucking uh, Forge is the Hammers because they're in Hamilton. The <laughs> Hamilton. They should just call themselves the Hamilton Hammers. I don't know. The this sounds like there, Canadian, but... like. This sounds like Canadian football, like American football. This sounds like Canadian football league. So that yeah. is weird. Names. Yeah, Shit. I'm going Orlando here. <laughs> Orlando, Orlando's yeah. a, honestly look as a Miami fan. Orlando's a good team. They they really started to click towards the end of the season. They're playing well. They have a lot of talent. Um, they could be honestly a sneaky, a sneaky favorite in this tournament that can surprise some people. I think I think they're really good. Look, they pushed Tigres to the end last year, and the only reason why they didn't advance was because of the away goal thing, which I'm not. Sh- I don't think is a thing anymore. I think they got rid of it with this new rendition of the Champions Cup. I would have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it isn't. I'm pretty sure they got rid of the away goal advantage, which I've always thought was kind of stupid, anyways. I'm glad that it's no longer a thing, but yeah. 
I mean, you, sh- you shouldn't ask me how I feel about it as an Arsenal fan, so I'm, I'd be biased. So, yeah, the amount of time in the it, Champions it, it, League. It's 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 dumb. I'm glad that I, I hope yeah. I'm I'm almost positive it's no longer in it, but I'm pretty sure it. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. All right, now let's go to Monterrey versus Comunicaciones, which is based out of Guatemala. Look, Monterrey, one of the best teams in the nation, one of the in best the, teams, the continent. Yeah, exactly. In the continent. Probably, yeah, yeah. Some people say the best team in the continent. They're very good. Finished second in the Apertura, only behind America. Look, they played really well, made it to the semifinals of the the League's Cup and then lost in penalty kicks to Nashville. So this is a team that's going to compete. They're going to be right there at the semifinals. It's, they're going to dog walk Comunicaciones. Yeah, this, so. is, this is going to be easy. Comunicaciones, even though they're in first in, um, in the Guatemalan League and they're in their division right now, um, it's not, their their record's not that great. I mean, it's the, it's seven the Guatemalan wins, five League. draws, seven wins, five draws, four losses in the Guatemalan League. You'd have to think they're going to get pretty much <laughs> trounced in this one. Adam, you could probably play there, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I've, I've said for my my only issue is has always been my stamina. I never had the discipline to get myself up there. I could run for ninety minutes, but I really couldn't give it all for ninety minutes. And if I could. You never know. I could probably fooled a few people. <laughs> All right. So here's the next thing. This is the one I got mixed up with the Calvary. This is Cincinnati versus the Cavalier based out of Jamaica. We have Cincinnati who's just beefed up their defense, adding Miles Robinson. And if they're able to keep Barial and everybody else on that team, which it seems like they're going to outside of Brandon Vasquez, who actually just went to Monterey to help beef up that team. That's a really big signing from Monterey. Could potentially, let's be real, they're probably going to end up meeting each other. So that's going to be a really cool uh, comeback for Brandon Vasquez to go back to Cincinnati in the Champions Cup. So, yeah, Cincinnati is the easy advance. Obviously, MLS Cup contender coming into this season. The the Jamaican you know, team, Cavaliers, and, just not going to have a chance. And arguably, they, you know, they're the second best team in the MLS. You know, we both thought that that Columbus versus Cincinnati game was the decider. Um, so they're a good team, and you're right. With bringing back all those people, they can't be counted out. And uh, Cavalier, you know, in the Jamaican Premier League, are um, is it going on right now? I'm sure. Why? Why wouldn't it be? It, it doesn't snow there. Um, seven <laughs> wins, three <laughs> draws, and two losses. So they're in fourth there. position. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're in fourth position in uh, in the Jamaican Premier League. So even more reason why I think they would. Uh, they would have a tough time of it. Yeah, if they were like undefeated, like absolutely ran through the Caribbean Cup, like then I'd be like, oh shit, maybe. But no. All right, last and final game, we have Nashville versus Mocha FC out of the Dominican Republic. I like that name. That's, that's kind of cool. So yeah, I play for Mocha FC. <laughs> Mocha FC. Yeah, yeah I can see it. What's their derby? Mocha FC versus Coffee FC? Uh, psh, uh cafe i don't know <laughs> mocha fc versus cafe fc yeah <laughs> i don't know either way uh nashville advances here nashville yeah made to the finals of the league's cup uh i would say underperformed in the playoffs this is going to be a team who look they're they haven't lost anybody i think they're going to continue to kind of be where they're at i do think they still need a couple pieces on the 
on the midfield, but as long as you have Hani Mukhtar and now Sam Surridge and a stout defense, look, they're they're going to be doing things. So I think uh, Nashville's going to advance and face Miami, which is going to end up being a, a pretty close match, closer than you might think. But yeah, oh. those are predictions for the CCC, the new rendition of the CONCACAF Champions League, now the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And yeah, speaking of Miami, I feel like we have to talk about it. I don't have it on the topic sheet, but we got to talk about it. Luis Suarez officially signs with Inter Miami. Adam, when you first saw the news, how did you feel? Well, how did you feel about the rumors? And then once now that it's actually happening, has your thoughts changed from when you first thought when all the rumors are coming out to what it is now that it's reality? So I was I was always kind of 50-50 on this um, because of the news that came out about, you know, how he would he basically said he was getting fucking injections to play um, and that he was worried about his health. And then that's the man who's getting linked to um, to Miami. And it's like, uh, uh, but you got to think about this there. They understand he's not going to be a starting every game type of player. They have Campana. They're going to use Campana. Suarez is going to be used, obviously, but he's not going to be overused. I think they're getting him for that purpose. They're, they know he's old. Um, but, you know, you, you look at the stats that he's been putting up in um, in uh, Brazil. I, he he could still he could still cut it he could still finish i mean he still got speaking it. of snaps you know if right his legs here. are healthy then then why not 17 goals 11 assists played and started in 33 matches and has 2888 minutes played and according to fat mob his rating is a 7.6 which from everybody that and i know who follows the brazilian league he played pretty well. He played. He played really good. Honestly, not pretty. And it's he played a tough, really good. And it's a tough league. It's still it's a better it's considered league. a tough league. Realist. Well, yeah, definitely better than MLS. If we're going to talk about comparing it there, but yeah. Um, so that's that's going to be interesting. Um, like you know, like I said, we'll we'll definitely talk more as the team gets finalized. I don't know if we want to talk too much about um, about Inter Miami. Um, you know, right. Now, because you know things are changing even today, though there's rumors and stuff. Um, yeah, so it'll it'll be exciting. You know, I hopefully they can they can sign defenders because that's what we need. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I say, I will say this with the Suarez thing. At first, when I was for even the stuff last year, so it was rumbling some even before Messi even signed. I wasn't a big fan of it because. You know, this was at the time before he went to Brazil. Then he went to he he was Atleti. Didn't get a didn't play a whole lot. And then he went to Uruguay to Nacional, and he played for half a season there. And it just it kind of I don't know. It just kind of concerned me uh, a lot. And then you know he had a, a lot. He still does have a lot of wear and tear. But I think if he was to come straight out of Uruguay, and then he came in last year. I would have a lot more worrisome, but after seeing what he did in Brazil, like I said, which is a tougher league, I actually think Brazil's the sixth best league. I personally think it is. I know it's debatable. I've been watching a lot of the Dutch league. I don't know if the Dutch league is really that great, 
Um, but that's a topic for another. That's a, that's a discussion for another day. Regardless, um, he played really well. Like I said, seven, 17 goals, eleven assists. Look, I would sign up for that any day of the week. And like like you said, it's a long season. Look, we're gonna have the most games Enter Miami's gonna ever play in a year. We have U.S. Open Cup, Champions Cup, the regular season, Leagues Cup, and more than most likely, we're gonna make the playoffs. So we have a lot of things going on that you're gonna need. You're gonna need rotation, and that's why you're keeping Campana here. I don't know if they play together. Honestly, I think with the way the scheduling is, they probably won't unless they absolutely have to. I think yeah. with the amount of games Suarez can can do, you're you're gonna want I, I, I imagine the world where Suarez probably plays 25 games across all competitions, maybe 30 games across all competitions. Because I think in total, if we were to make it to the final in every single cup and play every single one, I think it's about 55 games. So I think he plays about half or maybe a little bit more than half. Look, I will say a lot of people are saying like, look, yeah, he's getting the injections, but he still played 33 games, uh, probably more than that, honestly, when you consider all the other stuff, all the other competitions going on and in that heat in Brazil. But I get that he did that, but it still is another year. I mean, we've seen players all the time, like look fine. And then the next season completely just look gassed. So that does worry me some. Like I, for all the people like, oh, don't worry. This is how much he did. He did this much and this much and this much. And last year, I'm like, yeah, but that's just, that's another year of wear and tear. That's another year of wear and tear. Yeah. So that does concern me. But I do think with the rotation, I think the coaching staff with Martin, uh, Tata Martino, they're going to do a good job of making sure, look, he's playing every Champions Cup game without a doubt. He's playing every, I think he's going to play cup games. And pretty much outside of the U.S. Open Cup in the beginning part, he's pretty much going to play cup games and regular season games when there's not a tournament going on. So like the middle of summer towards the MLS playoffs after League's Cup. So, But I think we're probably going to prioritize him for Champions Cup and League's Cup for sure. But I think, I mean, yeah. look, having Campana is great. You're going to need him, honestly. You're going to need him to step up. I think the B team in our attack is is pretty solid. So it's going to be a pretty tight, you know, first couple months trying to manage everything with the U.S. Open Cup, the regular season, and the Champions Cup. But yeah, I think he he's going to do well. I, I warmed up to it at first. I was super skeptical, but then after looking into it, I still am. I'm I'm still in a wait and see. But at the end of the day, he's only making what two hundred thousand dollars. Something he's he's make he's like on a tan deal, not two hundred thousand dollars. He's making like two million or a million, one point one, one point two million on a tam deal. Like it's not the end of the world. It's only for one season. Get to have Suarez. If he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. You still have Campana there. And at the end of the day, it's still Suarez. It's still Suarez. If Suarez can bring in fifteen goals, that's a huge success. I think that's more than what Campana and Joseph had in their season. So. Yeah. I think that that's going to be really good. Yeah, that'll so be interesting. Let's move on to another attacker, and this was the news that came out recently. Denny Bowanga wants out of LAFC. When uh, I don't know about you, but when I first saw this news, I was shocked. I was like, "Whoa! Like, where did this come from? This is wild. This is a guy who is the MLS Golden Boot uh, winner. He had, I believe, 
30 plus 36, 38 goals in all competitions. Like this guy lit it up. One of the best years for a scorer in the MLS, especially across all competitions. And then out of nowhere, he wants out. So I ask you, like, what is kind of your reaction to the news? And then we'll break it down. Well, it's tough to say what's going on behind the scenes, but my reaction is that LAFC should just pay him or give him what he wants or do whatever they can. If he, if it, if it's a question of, Hey, I want this X amount or this to happen for me to stay, they need to make it happen. I mean, you know, yes, there's been talk that people are like, Oh, they should just, you know, spend money on a striker. Um, but I mean, I'm sorry, but, but 36 games, 25 goals, six assists, eight matches in the CONCACAF champions, League, seven goals and three assists. That's a guy who has, you know, I mean, you can't just let a guy like that walk unless he is saying, I don't want to play for this team and there's nothing you can do. Um, so it's really an interesting one and it's hard to say. Like I, I can't even imagine it. it. You would, the easiest guess is money. Yeah, supposedly he says that he wants to go back to Europe and test skills. But look, dude, like first off, LAFC found a gem in you. They pulled him out of League Two, League Two in the second division of France, and he just so happened to lit it up. It was a risky bet even getting him, honestly. I mean, he he was regarded well, like really a good player in League Two back then. But like even then, like it's League Two. Like we've got like Corton Jean who came from League One and he was not that very good. So like it's still a risky bet picking him up um, from that league. And at the end of the day, he's 29 years old. I don't know very many teams in Europe that most likely if you're going to get a shot, it's going to be a lower level first division team. I think he will. He's not going to go back to a second division team. I think he proved himself pretty well this season. He's going to go back to probably the bottom of league on. And he's not going to get nowhere near the money he would get here in MLS as a DP. No one's going to pay him that. They, he might do pretty well, but one day they got to pay his transfer fee, which is going to be, I, I just looked on transfer market It's $10 million. So unless he's going to Saudi Arabia where they don't give a shit and they're going to give him a high salary, that's his only option. I don't see any European team spending the money that he wants that he would get in LAFC. And on top of that, to me, this is clearly a money play because where did this come from? Like this came like out of nowhere. And like I said, you're older. He's 29. Like what, what are you going to do over there? Like realistically, like he's peaked. Why not stay in the league where you're going to perform well and be one of the best players in the league. Cause honestly, outside of Messi, I would say Denny Buong is the best attacker in the league. Probably the best player in the league outside of Messi. He was incredible this season. His physicality, his speed, his finishing. He yeah. he was by you far can one argue of the best his worst is and you can argue one of his worst games this season was against Inter Miami. And that was not really because of anything technical that he did wrong. It's just he kind of got in his own head and wanted to score himself rather than, you know, pass the ball and get those easy assists. Um, I will say what's weird is... I will say what's weird is... So he clearly wants more money, but it's like... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on it because it's like, look, 
if you're LAFC, you don't want to let another player go like you did with Chicho Arango. That guy single-handedly and Gareth Bell helped you win that Champions uh, MLS Cup. And then luckily you're able to basically uh, replace that production with Denny Buanga. Do you really want to play that game again and get rid of another player that's giving you a exactly. ton of production? That's the thing. It's like, do you why, why, play why, that do this, why go again? through this shit? Yeah, lucky again. that he ended up working out. Do you want to go through that again? And look, there's a lot that of talks that Benzema might go there and all this thing. I think LAFC is going to be pretty drastically different. But if you're LAFC, one, you don't know if you're going to get anybody big in Europe, even if you do get quote-unquote Benzema. Who's to say he's going to play any well? They got the goalkeeper. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to try. That was one hell of a signing, I will say. That was a crazy sign. I can't believe they got him for so cheap, the French goalkeeper. You go, you go national team. Well, because he's yeah, fucking garbage. garbage. That's <laughs> yeah. why he got... Well, reg- he, regardless, he I'm surprised the they got him. This is shocker. Well, I will say I'm surprised they got him on the amount like $300,000. Like that's wild yeah. that he's taking that money. I guess might as well go live in LA or whatever. But yeah, look, Carlos Vela is not the same Vela. Like you said, they essentially don't really have a striker. They've been like not really having great strikers. They've been relying a lot on this guy to create production. You don't want to get rid of yeah, him. So, it's, so pay him yeah. whatever it is, figure it out. But then on the other side, I'm like, man, this guy signed a contract to this deal. Like, this is what you picked. This is what you chose. You got to live with it. Like, so I, I'm kind of back and forth on it. But it's like, dude, you want to go? So, like, first off, no one's going to get taken for that money. No one is. So I, I I don't know. It's it's tough. I'm curious to see how this saga ends. I don't necessarily have a, a stance on it. But I do feel, I, I get where Bawang is coming from. Because, like, look, you're 29. You're not going to get paid a whole lot more. So this you're coming off an incredible season. Try to get as much money as you possibly can. And then if you're LAFC, if it's not a big deal, just do it. So I don't know. We'll see. What I am surprised is how vocal it is. Um, something we haven't seen in MLS in a while. Somebody like being super vocal about wanting to get. He hasn't said straight out that he wants to get paid more. But let's, let's be real. This It's yeah. what it is. Like, this dude's not going to go. Like, like I said, no one's going to go to. If he goes to a European team, which I think he can play in Europe. I was going to pay him the money he would make here. And at his age, you got to get one last big contract before you, you're no longer relevant. So we shall see. So let's swap over to the top five leagues. Uh, Yeah. I'll say probably the biggest, I don't say the biggest story. I don't know what the biggest story of the year is, honestly, but it's definitely one of the biggest stories. One of the biggest underdog Cinderella teams is Girona in La Liga, is in tied for second place with tied Real for Madrid. For f- tied for first place, my I bad. Guess. With Real Madrid. On points, but if it ended today, Madrid first on goal difference. But yeah. yeah, that's wild. On goal differential. Incredible game Girona had against Atleti. This is a team with only one loss. Their only loss coming to Real Madrid. And honestly, a close matchup. They have 46 goals on the season, which is the most goals in the entire league. And they beat one of the top teams in La Liga and one of the top teams in the Champions League in Atleti in an incredible matchup at and home. They beat Bar- and they beat Barca. Oh, and they beat Barcelona. They beat everybody. They, they, played the whole t- they played the whole table, and the only team they've lost to is Real Madrid, which is reasonable. So... 
absolutely insane. Did you watch? Did you see the game? What were your thoughts? It was an incredible I game. Hi- I saw the highlights. It was it was a very very enjoyable uh, watch. I mean, even watching the highlights back, I mean that was entertaining stuff. Um, you know, they definitely. I think they deserve to win that game. You know, you could argue they got a bit lucky, um, but you know that's such as life. Can they win La Liga? Absolutely. Will they? It's going to be a tough ask because when you're going, you know, when you're with teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona, even though Barcelona have been struggling, um, the question is always going to be, can you sustain it into, um, you know, well into the dog days of the league where it really matters and where you you don't just have to beat the good teams. You've got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. Will they be able to continue to do that? Um, because they're unproven, you're going to have a lot of people beat saying teams no. You're not supposed to beat too. On top of that. Well, yeah, on top of that, but that's the thing. You know, you you can look at a lot of teams. Sometimes they play against a big team, they'll win, but then you play against a bad team that just parks the bus, can't do anything. Um, See, so, so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, I don't know if I want to make the prediction now. But yes, the answer is yes, they can absolutely win La Liga this year. And it would be great. So 40, I kind of want them to. <laughs> so 48 points tied with Real Madrid. Third place is Barcelona with 41 points. So they have a seven-point lead on Barca. Um, I would say it It almost seems like, look, I know it's a little early. We have a whole second half of the season to go. We're entering the next year. But I feel very, very good about them making the Champions League. And um, from what I understand, I was actually watching a YouTube short that there could be trouble with Manchester City. And because I don't know if you know this, but Girona is a part of the city group. And there's something yes. about the UEFA rules that will prevent two teams playing against each other in the Champions League. So there could be like a big dilemma. I don't know exactly. We'll see how things play out. But Apparently, there's a lot of things going on about in the background trying to figure out how they can make this work if both teams make the Champions League. But back to the actual team, yeah, incredible game. Um, Atleti, look, they they like you said made little mistakes, but that final goal at the end to get to the it was an incredible goal. I mean, took on like yeah, four was. different defenders, Great. hit top bends, like it was an awesome goal, an amazing play. And shout out to Atleti, Murata is a beast dude is playing out of his mind for atleti he had a hat trick that game and still lost (laughs) that that guy's been a scoring machine griezmann's been playing really well um i like the atleti team but they're they're losing games they shouldn't lose to and they're drawing as well so um i don't know i think their chances of actually going after the title this year is pretty much gone they're going to be pretty much battling with atletico atletic big bow to, to actually make the Champions League. So, but yeah, can Girona make it against Real Madrid? Like you said, it's going to be tough. Like, look, I was skeptical at first, the first couple of weeks, but it's continuing to happen. And this is a team, they're not just like parking the bus either. If you watch them play and you look at their statistics and everything, this is a team that's playing aggressive. Like they're not scared to play. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're out there they're playing. They they do let a lot. They let in a lot of goals. They let in a lot of goals. And that's one of the things that's stopping them from like right now. They have 24 goals allowed, which is one of the most in the league. Not super high. But if you look at Real Madrid's only allowed 11 goals. Barcelona's allowed 22, 19 for Lady Bilbao, 
Madrid's about 23, about the same. So they, if they can find a way to slow down the amount of goals coming in their way, they could have a realistic chance because if not, they're going to have to solely rely on the fact that they can beat Madrid, which is Madrid looks like they're probably going to win the title. So it's going to be a tight race. It's going to be a really fun race. Like you said, I don't, they've, Barcelona doesn't look super strong. Atleti Bilbao, they look good for what they are, but they've proven that they can beat them. They beat Atletico Madrid. Like Sociedad seems to be putting a lot of marbles into the Champions League basket. So they could, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, and I'm really excited. It has me actually watching the, uh, Girona to see if they actually advance. Um, let me pull up their upcoming schedule and see who they have next. So they have Almeria, Rayo Valacian, Sevilla, Celta Vigo, Sociedad. All right. So, yeah, they pretty much, I see them winning all these. Um, I guess Sevilla, Celta Vigo, Real yeah, Sociedad. Yeah, so if they, if they keep they it got, up, then they then play that's Real a good Madrid. Sign, they should be winning these. At February 11th. That's going to be a huge game. Yeah. It's going to be a huge game. So hopefully they can keep it close until then. Um, At the Bernabeu. Yeah. So So we'll definitely be talking about that. Even so, making the Champions League is an achievement in and of itself. This is a team that literally got promoted last year. They were were playing second division two years ago, got promoted in last year, and now they're freaking top of the table. Incredible. So we'll see how that saga continues all right now let's give our champions league knockout this is another champions league where we're a little late on i know but you know with things going on we still gotta we're still like a month away from the games hey listen yeah they don't even start for a month we're not late fuck (laughs) off (laughs) all right let me we can definitely go through just give our initial uh you know thoughts um, kind of similar to what we did in uh, for the CONCACAF Champions Cup. And then um, then we'll close it out and uh, do a little trivia. All right. So we got FC Copenhagen against uh, Man Copenhagen. City. You can just say Man City continues. <laughs> Copenhagen? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to be respectful, man. Against Manchester City, who continues to basically... Uh, pay UEFA under the table to get them the easiest draw imaginable. They got the easiest group, and now they're getting the easiest team. Yeah. Oh. Very fishy, huh? Next, they're going to get, like, PSV or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> we don't even need to talk about this one. I mean, we kind of know <laughs> that City. Yeah. Gonna City advances. One. Let's be real. They're going to dominate. All right. Let's go down to RP Leipzig. RB Red Bull Leipzig versus Real Madrid. This is another game. Pretty uh, favorable draw for Real Madrid. Real Madrid is going to advance on this very easy. I'm sure yeah, you agree yeah, as well. I agree, but as long as they don't sleep too hard on Leipzig, um, you know, they can. They definitely have the talent to uh, give you a tough run at it. All right, next one. This is the first of our interesting matchups. We have PSG versus Real Sociedad on Valentine's Day. Um, we might disagree on this. So I watched PSG a lot in Group F. I watched a lot of Group F. They didn't look very strong. And I can't necessarily take into consideration league play because the French League is it is a lesser league. So it's hard to really judge. I can only judge based off what they do in the group. They didn't look super strong. Their only great showing was against Dortmund. So 
I don't really know how well they're going to do against an, another team. Like they kind of squeezed by in a, like, against Milan. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I we'll see how they perform. But I have Real Sociedad advancing here. I think Real Sociedad they're putting all their eggs into the Champions League basket. They're still playing really well in league play. They're in Europa League qualifications in fifth place. This is a team that's built very well. They're very well in the attack, very well defensively. And they went undefeated in their group play with them in Inter Milan. So I like Real Sociedad. I've said from the jump that they're going to be my dark horse team. I have them advancing over PSG. PSG getting knocked out in the round of 16. Yeah. It's a tough one. Um, I, I definitely... I, I would like you to be right. Um, I just I just think that PSG will probably wake up. You know, Mbappe is still Mbappe. So I want you. And to I be don't right. want to say. I'm not going to yeah, say Sociedad's going to dog right, walk them. Yeah, no, oh, <laughs> of course, of course. But I agree, PSG. If this is the year to beat them, it's this year. They've been very much struggling, um, especially in the group. It was a tough group, but I mean, seriously, they they. There were some matches there where it was well, like the amount shit. of money that's on that team with Marquinhos and Hakimi and Mbappe, Dembele. Like that team should be a lot better than what Donnarumma. That team should be a lot better than what they are. They just can't get it together. And Luis Enrique, I don't think is necessarily a great coach. To be honest with you, I'm not super high on him as a coach. He didn't look very good with Spain. He hasn't looked good for a long time as a coach. So I just. I think there's just going to be a lot more heart in Sociedad. They just played very well together. But, look, I'm not going to be surprised if PSG wins. I wouldn't be surprised if they're even the favorites. But I just I, I have a dark horse. There's always that one team anyways. So, yeah. Hey, we'll see. But you got PSG. Yes. And next, okay. I'm sure this is going to be an easier one for both of us. I mean, Bayern versus Lazio. Bayern... I mean, you could say what you want about Lazio, but Bayern are clicking on all cylinders. Harry Kane is so good for them. They, I mean, who would have thought they would do better than Lewandowski? And they really are. Like, he is clicking that well for them right now. Yeah, I mean, um, all those, that, so, that whole team is just I think I Harry think Kane, uh, Bayern have to be considered the favorites to win the whole thing, at least right now. I mean, maybe yeah, you can make Lazio's- that argument for City, but... And Lazio's really weak right now. They're towards the bottom of Serie A. Not very good. They had yeah, a really good season last year. They 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 got into the Champions League, which is an achievement for them. They did very well last season. But this year, it's just it's kind of like... I know they have a little bit of a... From what I understand, there's a little bit of a dispute between the coach and the, the management of like what players they want, who should play, and all this other, other nonsense. Big fan of Valentin Castiano. Tati Cassiano plays at Lazio. Um, From what I've seen, he's been playing all right. He's been kind of going back and forth. Um, That's kind of one of the big player. I know there's a few player disagreements that I've I've heard that they're having, and he's one of them that management wants him to play, but the coach doesn't really want him. I don't know. It's just this weird thing, and it's probably part of this dysfunction is probably part of the reason why they're not playing super well right now. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you. And then Bayern's just – it's Bayern. Like, they're they're fucking – they they know Even they work so it, well. It Bayern's Bayern, but yeah, they're they're a machine right now. All right, All now right, next this uh, very good this, these are really good matchups. Inter versus Atleti. 
This is, man, this is a tough one. This is a super tough one. So enter top of Serie A right now, firing on all cylinders. Didn't lose a game in Serie A. I mean, not bad. Only lost one game in Serie A. Didn't lose a game in Champions League. Only one loss pretty much all season. Playing out of this world. Lataro Martinez is absolutely balling right now. 16 goals on the season. Uh, And then uh, Tehran absolutely going in like the, the the top two attack have just been that formation just working so well from they know how to they're, they're a fast team that knows how to get break those lines and really get ahead and is super good in transition they've just been playing so well they're very well coached they're probably going to end up winning Serie because they already got a pretty strong lead atleti they're a talented team i like atleti but in moments they can kind of drop the ball specifically defensively which is, a, I mean, everybody knows with the Simeone team and the the history of Latico Madrid, it's a team that's always very defensively stout, but they're not really that so much. They're very good in the attack with Griezmann and Morata having like incredible seasons and DePaul in the middle of the field. But I I would say I have Inter over here. I think Inter's just rolling right now. I think they're yeah, upset from last year. They felt like they deserved to win the, the Champions League last year and Lukaku costed them. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i got i got enter here yeah i agree with you just for the same reason they're just right now in syria ah, and syria ah is always relatively competitive they are absolutely on fire right now um 44 and 9 yeah 35 just, goal just, differential in the syria but like you said I, probably the most competitive out of the yeah, you, you got to pick Inter in this one. I mean, yeah. you got And that's probably the, what, most competitive league in the top five, I would say. It's it's a very competitive. Yeah. It, it is. I, I think it I think it is the most competitive league in the top five. Not the best, yeah. but it's the most competitive. So to be doing what they're doing is absolutely amazing. Like So they're only three points behind Ju- Juventus right now at 46. But then after that, you have AC at 39. So they have about a nine-point lead from third place and only a two-point. But... Yeah, playing super well right now. So next, this is also a good matchup. Obviously not two of the best teams, but I think this is going to be a really good matchup in PSV and Dortmund. PSV undefeated in Eredivisie right now, playing very well. Team is clicking. They're doing well. They did obviously enough in the Champions League to advance, uh, which I would say outside of the Arsenal, I would say it was a, I mean, that's a pretty tough group. I mean, you have Arsenal, Sevilla, uh, Lons, and, and PSV. like. Like everybody had Arsenal advancing, but the other three, like that was a toss-up of who's going to to get in. And PSV, they got into their credit, like I said, playing out of this world. Dortmund, um, where does Dortmund currently sit right now? Dortmund is is fifth. in fifth place, which is makes sense about where they were. Yeah, Dortmund not having the greatest of seasons for Dortmund standards. Uh they did play pretty well in the Champions League, though. Obviously enough. To advance the in the in the group of death, everybody had them finishing yeah, last. Surprisingly well, everybody had them finishing. I had them finishing last. You're the only one I knew that didn't have finishing last. They end up winning the group, topping the group. Um, so maybe they're focusing yeah, on Champions so League. They're they're usually a pretty solid Champions League team in yeah, the first place. So, so just just for that reason, I'm going to pick Dortmund. Um, I do PSV. I mean, you look at their, their league table. I mean, they are on fire in the league but i mean dorman they they outperformed in the group of death which i which is mainly why i'm picking them and it's all and it's always a tough place to travel to 
away and then at P- Dortmund is so difficult. Doesn't matter who you are. And PSV, you know, they're they're definitely beatable as we saw in um in the group stage. How uh I can't remember the score line, but what was the score line for PSV versus Arsenal? How did they perform? They got just absolutely thrashed. Well, what the they drew one one, but that was a game that Arsenal didn't really care. They already advanced, yeah. Um they already locked in first. They had they they had already advanced. Um but before that, um they had actually uh we had actually yeah destroyed them um for nothing. <laughs> yeah so based on so they're tearing up the air to Vizier, but based I, I was on pretty else, sure i remembered that game but i had to check just to make sure that was the game that i remember watching yeah. and what, i don't and remember much about i don't know much about lonzo i don't know how well they're performing now sevilla from what i what i know is about sevilla sevilla is not doing super hot right now they ended up losing the entire group as a whole so yeah i got dortmund here dortmund advances next game we have that's Arsenal also versus, good yeah it's a good tie-in for uh, the next one, all I'm going to say yeah. is I do have to pick Arsenal because I was watching the Arsenal draw versus live. FC Porto. By the way, <laughs> I was watching the draw live at work, and I did, you know, I was worried that we were going to get fucked over, and you know, because Arsenal always gets those Bayern. tough draws in the in the, in the first <laughs> round. Yeah, like Bayern in the fucking round of sixteen. It's like, oh, you win the group, congrats, you got Bayern. Or PSG, um, PSG would have been tough. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So, so like, I was definitely worried. This is the first round of 16 draw that I cared about for a long time. And I was very, very happy to have drawn Porto. I think um, aside from, I mean, we weren't going to draw PSV, obviously, because we were in the same group. Um, that was, so aside from Copenhagen, that's the best best draw we've we got gotten, Napoli. maybe Lazio. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Well, Napoli, Napoli would have been, a t- it, well, that would have been a tough it's draw. Tougher. It's, what tougher. Say. it's tougher. It's yeah. tougher. Oh, okay. Or, at the, or but I'm saying like an easier, the only easier one would have been like Copenhagen, probably. I think. And that's yeah. the one you can argue about. So I so you kind of have to pick Arsenal here, but they've been struggling. Um so they're beatable, especially in the round of 16 of the Champions League. Yeah, I have um I have Arsenal here. There's there's just too much talent on the team. I know they're not performing up to standard for the the Prem, but when it comes to Champions League, you, you got to take down Porto. And I feel like if you're if you're Arsenal, may I don't know how you feel as an Arsenal fan, but do you would you rather just go all in on the Champions League and see how far you can go, and maybe if that sacrifices you getting fourth or third place in Prem, just staying in the Champions? I don't think you can afford to make that that decision. I think uh, top four is so important that. You can't risk it because the league is going to be over and you're going to have a final to do. You're going to be in the Champions League final. The league's over. Now you got to win the Champions League final. That's your only hope. Puts more pressure on on the team. Yeah. Because the Champions it League is final a close race is in the, prem. the last game of the season. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it more in detail, but like, yeah, the Prem is super close yeah. right now. 45, 42, 40, 40, 39. Yeah, we'll definitely talk so, about yeah. that. All right, and next, one match another to go. Good, Good matchup. Um, uh, Napoli versus Barcelona. So this is an interesting one. These are two teams that I think are struggling right now. Um, I think they're pretty equal level. Napoli came off winning 
Serie A last year for the first time in I forgot how long, 20 plus years, something like that. I don't remember exactly. Barcelona also winning the league last year, but not super convincing fashion because getting knocked out of the Champions League and everything, getting knocked out of Copa del Rey, everything. So these are two teams that are in a moment where they're just kind of like in this limbo of like trying to hit that next level to where Manchester City is, to where Real Madrid is, Bayern, trying to get up to there. Or maybe you can even throw Inter in there with the way that they're playing. And yeah. Napoli struggling right now. Osman, the all the Osman drama and everything, and him not playing as much. Barcelona, not sure how they feel about Lewandowski going forward. Not really have a consistent right winger. Defense not playing super well. You don't really know who's going to play. The line changes every day. Not really a big fan of uh, Xavi's tactics and substitutions. So this is going to be a good game in the sense of like terms of level. I think both of these teams would lose against any other opponent, any other major opponent. I'll say that. Not any other. Yeah. Uh, any other major I would opponent. agree with that. I think Napoli are struggling a little bit more, at least Barca. And I would I mean, they're, that they're struggling is, yeah, so Barca's struggling. They're still third, and they're only seven points off top. Are they struggling? Obviously, yes. I, I think everybody would say that. Um, but like I said, you know, they're by. struggling isn't the same. Yeah, they're, they're getting by is not the same as, you know, Napoli. Napoli's it's Napoli, legitimately struggling right now. Have, Eight and seven. Yeah, they're, they're yeah they're they're having a they're having a rough go at it. So I mean, yeah, I agree. It's going to be an interesting matchup, and and it really could go either way. But you, I, you'd have to lean Barcelona. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I think they're both struggling, but yeah, Napoli's definitely worse. But I, I can see Napoli, even though they're not performing well in Syria, I can see them giving a, a real run for their money. But I do think Barcelona is just going to have enough to get over the hump to to play Napoli. But I'll say this: like, I wouldn't be terribly shocked if Napoli pulls it. Like, I'm just not super high on Barcelona right now, especially as a Barcelona fan and watching them. Like, they just—I don't feel confident watching them. Like, I—I—I I, I, I don't, especially in these tournaments. They've been losing tournament after tournament. Not really making it far at all. So I don't know, man. We'll 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 see. But I, I think Barcelona advance. I think Napoli, like you said, is just struggling a little bit more. I think they just don't really have any really other help outside of what you have with Osaman. So yeah, those are our Champions League predictions, and that is also a wrap on. Oh, actually, I forgot. We got trivia. Forgot about trivia. All right. Almost, almost closed it without trivia. All right, should I go first? Or you go, you go first. I have uh, five questions. Oh, oh my god, you can, I'll go first because I just got one. <laughs> got five questions. It is a tough one though. So you see in okay. the uh, topic sheet, you got yeah, you do have to have that open because it's because it is a, you. You deserve to have the cheat sheet. If you don't, you're not going to get it. You're just not. A League One matches. All right, so third division of England. Let's go. I don't know shit, but let's go. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this one. So we just had some FA Cup games um, this past um, week. Enjoyed watching the FA Cup. Such a great competition, storied competition. Um, In 2013, so 
but it's still, you know, still kind of modern. You recognize some of the names in this situation. A team got relegated from the Premier League. But that same year, they also won the FA Cup. So the next season, you had a championship team playing in the Europa League. That team is now struggling in League One. Do you know which team that is? And there'll be a little bonus after that. Ah, man. Uh, you, you it can't be I'm that at, difficult. You know I'm bad you, at you just look at the teams and you think, okay, out of all these teams, who was in the prem? Uh, let me think here. Who was in the prem? I'm so bad at prem history. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's reaching out to me, but reading? They were in the prem, but it was not them. It was not reading. Okay. They were in the prem that season, though? I don't know if it was that season, but they were oh, okay, in yeah. the prem around that time period. Okay. Hmm. Who was in a little the higher on the table? A little higher. So you're talking about mid table. Uh, yeah. Mm. Struggling. Shrewsbury? I have no idea if they're in the prem, but because all that relegation zone is like hint. a blur. They are one of the teams in administration. In administration? Meaning they're broke and then the Premier League or the, the Football League punished them by taking Burton? away some points. Think about it. Burton? Who got points? Yeah, Who know. got points taken away? You can't even it's on the fucking it's on, on League it. One? Yeah, it's on the bottom. Oh, Wigan? Yeah. Wigan Athletic beat Manchester City. Uh, how did that City. not register in my head where I just saw the five uh, gold differential? Yeah, that's why I was hoping it would stand out to you. It didn't. When I said punish. I didn't even when notice it. Because well, well, I was like, they have the 27 points and, and they got 10 wins. Bonus, though, who was the manager of that Wigan team? Oh, bro, you got me. I don't fucking know. Just You'll know give who me the is, answer. Though. You'll know who it is. It was Roberto Martinez. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So Roberto I like, I have Martinez no idea. So you just Wigan. Really it yeah, Ber- Roberto Martinez's Wigan beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final, got relegated, and ended up being in the Europa League. They got bounced from the Europa League, but Where they did win a game one 0 I don't even think he fucking coaches. Or does he not coach? Is he is he still coaching? He was. I feel He's like I just saw the his head name coach recently. Of the Portugal natu- national team, that's new since twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I thought I, I've heard his name recently. That's new. So still managing. So I knew. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I, knew I knew I heard his name recently. I couldn't. I knew you would know who that is. All right. Well, I'm gonna give so, yeah, you easier crazy. trivia. Because <laughs> you gave me, I, I told you, man, I suck at prem knowledge. That Especially is when you cool talk about one, this relegation team. That is an interesting. Isn't that, one. isn't that cool? That is cool, though. Playing in the Europa League as a second tier team, like that's crazy. funny. 
it's one of the few times that the FA Cup actually works in that sense. <laughs> so it's the only time. In, it's the only time in history that um, that happened um, on at least four or five different occasions. Somewhere around there, a team has made it to the final and gotten relegated, but not won. Because doesn't it? The only way you qualify for the Europa League through the FA Cup is if the team well, changed is it not now. I think either. it's Conference League now. Oh, well, either way, the only way you get in is if you're not within that qualifications of the top six, essentially. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you're in 10th so place in the Premier League and you win and the you FA win Cup, you're, you get it. And they, you get they, the pull it from the, they pull it from the sixth place team or whatever it is. Yeah, sixth place. Yes. And give it to the FA Cup winner. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. All right. This is a La Liga question since you gave me prep questions. <laughs> All right. Who was the last team to win La Liga that wasn't Real Madrid, Barcelona, or Atletico Madrid? And a bonus point if you get the year. So that wasn't Barca, Atletico, and, and Real. Who was it? Oh, boy. Um, they are. It was in this Liga century. Team. It was in this century. Okay, so they are. So they are currently in La Liga. They're currently in La Liga, and it was this. It was within the two thousands. Um, I, I think early two thousands. Think a, what I happened to couple, Arsenal. I have a Arsenal has guesses. a rough history with this team in the well, early two thousands. Two thousands. You're starting. You know, I'm not. I'm not exactly. Um, an analyst at that point. Um, my first get, my first guess is going to be Valencia. Correct, Valencia. Oh, Bonus point for the, the year. year. Fucking shit! You said early two thousands. Uh, early two thousands. Two thousand four. Money, money. That's it. <laughs> wow i can't believe you. i didn't think you'd get that your hands are gone oh, <laughs> i know it's great i fucking i love i love the effect it's great i don't yeah, have hands so by the way i was in an that, accident that stretch um valencia was one of the best teams in the in the world one of the best teams in europe they're very good they made it they beat our that's i was trying to say think of like early 2000s like, arsenal why they lost our uh um yeah, like um, I w- yeah, my pretty... second guess would have been Sevilla. No, nah, yeah, that Sevilla. I don't remember guess. when Sevilla was, but yeah, Valencia, I believe, won three times in the early two thousands. They were a big four back then. They were, and then they got a new owner. Shit fell apart. Now, it's, that such, it yeah, that was such a now. big deal that they were like so bad, doing so bad. Yeah, because they were at one in the early two, for most of their history, they've been really, really good. All right. Now some Champions League. I got four Champions League questions for you. All right. What two teams played in the Champions League final called the Miracle of Istanbul? It was one of the greatest comebacks in Champions League final history. One team's in the Prem, the other was in Syria. The Syria team lost. The Prem team won. 
Ah, fuck. Was it Chelsea? No. Oh, it wasn't Chelsea. How about the Serie A team? I don't know. Fuck. AC Milan. AC Milan lost 3-2 against... Oh, okay. So if it wasn't if it wasn't Chelsea and it was AC Milan, the only other team in the Prem that would have won the um the Champions League around that time was Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool beat AC Milan three two against Liverpool won three two against AC Milan in two thousand five. Two thousand they had my boy Dudek then. Yeah, they had my boy Dudek. Polish it was later dubbed the Miracle of Istanbul. All right, next question. Which player holds the record for the most goals scored in a single Champions League season, and what season was it? Ronaldo. Okay, what season? It could have been any of them. (laughs) Fucking A, man. That's the tough one. It's obviously two-year, like, 2009, like, 2009, like, give me this. 15, 16. No, it was 13, 14. 13, How many goals 14. was it? 12. Oh, you mean the, t- the including the group stage? Um, Like 20-something, like 22? No, s- 17. He scored 17 oh, goals 17. in the Champions okay, League. That's, that's pretty good. All right. Who was the f- who scored the fastest Champions League hat trick in the knockout stages? This is relatively recent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. Liverpool. Think Liverpool. Who's on Liverpool at that Salah. time? Nope. Oh yeah, Salah. My bad. I thought you said um, Sane. Yes, it was Mo Salah. How, can you guess how, what time it was? How long it took? Took um, eight minutes. Nope, six minutes and 12 seconds. Fastest hat trick in Champions League history in the knockout stages specifically. All right. Final question. Who has scored the most hat tricks in one Champions League season. Fuck, I don't know. I'm just going to guess. Lewandowski? No. It was recent, so within the past 10 years. Who's been tearing it up? Holland. No. Who had the most goals in the Champions League season? Ronaldo. Is Ronaldo? How many did he have? How many hat tricks did he have? Three. Yep, he had three. And then tied for second place. It's like a five-way tie. Benzema had two hat-tricks. Lewandowski had two hat-tricks. Messi had two hat-tricks. Luis Adriano had two hat-tricks. And Mario Gomez had two hat-tricks. And that's it. That's our trivia for the week. All right. You did pretty good, man. 
You did pretty good. I yeah, thought the bad. later ones would be a little bit more of uh, layups for you, but you got but the yeah, tough and I ones. ended up fucking getting the tough one. <laughs> Pulling it out of my ass. <laughs> I did right. go with I did go with 04 because if you're gonna talk about Arsenal getting fucked, I'm gonna think like when Arsenal were peaking. And 03, 04, I mean that's you know. Yeah. Peak Arsenal. I can't remember the game, but I remember specifically there's a game where they uh they they uh they they be Arsenal. Alright. Anyways, that's it for episode 24 of Real Fans FC. I want to thank everybody who had listened all the way to the end. I greatly appreciate that you guys stay sticked along this far. And yeah. Adam, any final thoughts? Uh well, it's 2024. And hopefully we're gonna have some more transfers to talk about more exciting matchups games things like that we will be around all right peace out everybody you know where to find us on all the platforms youtube spotify twitter blah 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 you know where to go catch you guys in the next one peace out